I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. We are brought to you by the Distraction Pieces Network. We are wrapped up in uh, lovely packaging. Um, sometimes we come through the posting uh, bubble wrap um, and a bow. That's you didn't think it. that intro through very no, well, not, did you? No, not really, mate. No, no. Um, and also produced by... Um, Sam, 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 Our lovely sponsors. Who are they? Bang Boom. Yes. And Love Beer. Lovely. That's the intro done, isn't it? In and out, mate. That's what she said. That's what she said. Oh, it's a drunken soiree in the within. <laughs> Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Um. Today's top five is top five people from the 80s. Yes, brought to you by the lovely Neil Stammer of Pick This. Thank you, Neil. Um, you were quite prolific this week in responding oh, on my social media really to uh, for it. our request yeah. for top fives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stan Forth, not Stan Worth. Neil, I'm sorry, I got your name wrong. That's all right. He's probably quite pleased he's actually got some uh, actual glass and Guesswork. <laughs> well, he's got, oh, no. he's got, he's, he's legitimately got a name wrong, which is like an honour now, yeah. isn't it? If I fuck up, you know. Um, he wrote a lot. He really wanted one picked. I think he put probably about fifteen to us. So Neil, you know, throw throw some mud and some of it will stick, eh? Exactly, like, like, exactly. Like. Uh, basically, you're saying the other fourteen was shit, dog shit. Yeah. Top five. Mine actually. Top five jokes are quite like. I literally can. I don't think we could record my top five jokes. No. They're too funny. Yeah. Why did the orange stop halfway up the hill? Right, so we're going to do top five. Um... Uh, because it ran out of juice. <laughs> that was the first joke I ever learned. You're welcome. Uh, so top five um, people from the 80s. Yeah, man. That's quite a good one, isn't it? It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. How old was you in 1980? Zero. When was you born? 1980. Oh, fucking hell. That is the worst maths ever. No, I just... If I was zero no, in 1980... 19- I mean, like, oh, I thought you weren't born. Oh, right. sorry, yeah. No, I was born in 1980. Right, that was okay. like year. Uh, that was my first... That was like zero to one. Right, okay. 1980. October 21st. Coming up, just a little FYI. In case you want to get me anything. So, have you got, like, strong memories of anything part of the 80s? Or do you, are your yeah. 80s memories kind of from, like, retro sort of TV and, and then sort of... Hundred greatest moments of the eighties documentaries and things like that. Um, a little bit. I do have strong memories, really strong memories of the eighties. Yeah. Um, 
It's funny because that ties into number five, so it's actually a good question. Well, you start with that then. Uh, family. So, you know, the top five... Oh, no, we're doing people from the 80s, aren't we? Not things from the 80s. I'm getting confused here. What That's a different top five list. I was going to say family. That's mine. That's my five. Is it really? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right, okay. All right, well, let, let, let's stick with that. Um, families are better in the 80s, aren't they? Yeah, it's really weird because uh, <laughs> as we were coming down... As we were coming down on the train, I was thinking that. And... Um, I was just looking at my girlfriend thinking things, family and friends were better back in the 80s, it really weren't they? It was. Yeah, right. yeah. I look back and I think sometimes is it road-tinted glasses? Yeah. Did you say road-tinted Rose. glasses? <laughs> Rose-tinted glasses. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that the 90s... I think technology mm. is a lot to blame. Yeah, and I think in the eighties, when I used to go to like family parties in the eighties, a they seemed bigger mm. because the parties weren't elaborate affairs in regards to like oh we've got a marquee, no, or we've got a shed in the garden that we've turned into a bar, same four walls, and like and it was like right you're in a front room, yeah, and there's gonna be quite a shit buffet, yeah, and everyone's gonna literally just bring some booze, but mm. it's gonna be vibrant mm. and it's gonna be I'm talking about my own experiences here, but mm. Yeah, just like lots of games and like and just proper good. Maybe I'm just saying that because I was young. I, I I think when you say like it's it's so much to unpack there because firstly things did feel bigger because you were young. Yeah. The kitchens, the the bloody sink in the bathroom seemed like this massive thing that you couldn't see over. Yeah. Can you, you got memories of that? Can you... Your sink? No, none. <sighs> um, you know, I've got quite a lot. My, my memory's pretty good in the eighties. Like late 90s, when I started drinking, that's when it all starts to get a bit hazy for about 10 years. But back then, I still got quite clear memories. And um, so things felt bigger because you were shorter and smaller. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like the, the what you said about the, the, the technology and and I think just Western culture, Western culture, as the, 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 the consumer being king has made us all individual kings of our own domain. Mm. And that also means that it's isolated us a little bit more. And so I don't know if family parties, for me... Don't feel we have family get-togethers now, which are great, but it doesn't. They don't feel half as regular as what they were, and I, and I think maybe that's just because when you're when my parents were just had me, they would have been probably having lots of get-togethers with lots of younger families, and 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 their fa- their families yeah. would have all would have been having kids at the same time. So maybe that's it. Right? That's maybe it feels and like that's why it was a more community thing and it actually wasn't. And I also think, especially like here in Essex, like in, in the sort of towns that we live in, mm. like families all lived quite close together. Mm. Like growing up, like my great nan lived next door to my nan, mm. like right. uh, yeah. in, in Tilbury. And then we lived in Tilbury mm-hmm. and it was like, and it's only been in the last sort of 20 years that, my family's expanded and mm. moved much further afield. And, mm. you know, this is the first sort of generation, or well, second generation of my family. Obviously, my brother's in Australia. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and things like that. So it becomes fragmented. But, yeah, th- I think on a personal level, which I guess this is what this top five is, it's your own ones, yeah. isn't it? For me, when I look back to family things, the 80s was like the crowning glory of it for me. Yeah, for sure, man. And that's why when we were thinking about people from the 80s and we might later record things from the 80s, I couldn't help but think family straight away yeah. because because especially when you're that young, you are always with your family. You yeah. know? It's not like I wasn't you know, going down the town or yeah. you know, you know, doing all sorts of fun Or you weren't things. looking at your phone because no, you yeah. weren't 
you weren't at a family party where yeah. you will probably if I were at a family party now I guarantee at some point I'll be saying to my kids put your phone away it's really sad that mate it really breaks my heart it really does like I've been the family days like, like, I think it wasn't this year it was the year before I didn't see much of my brother's kids yeah and um, because of the you know obviously the restraining yeah. order but um, I, I we, we did Christmas and like my, Benjamin and Sophie were really quickly on their phones when there's like like my dad's health was okay. He was still wanting to have a laugh and stuff like that. And I just thought you spent a lot a lot of that time going back looking at your phone. Mm. You know? And I, I my 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 youth parties were amazing. I loved all of that. Mm. So I don't know, I feel like sometimes yeah, it's it took it took the shine off it a little yeah. bit, really. So yeah, people from the eighties and, and I guess like eighties I'm Gonna say like eighties, like it was the things like the toys you'd get as a kid in the eighties. Mm. You would get scale electrics, you would mm. get Subutio, you would get train sets, yeah. you would get things that were things that the whole family would yeah. be like, "Oh, mate, set it up." Let's like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and like, man. whereas everything is now, I guess, far smaller and more technology based. Yeah, and like computer games. Although you've got the internet, yeah, they're not there with you. Mm. You know, so it's it's one of those ones, isn't it? Like I, I know what you mean. You got to get that going. You've got to get involved. A couple of you are going to need to set it up. It's more fun, yeah, definitely. I love a bit of scale trick. Um, so my girlfriend's uh, sat in watching this, isn't she? She's hung over in the corner, looking. That's all right. Looking Some Kit Kats down there. Yeah. <laughs> I've got you a little Kit Kat tray for your tea. Um, Molly, just a quick one, just off camera. Can you, did you ever do? Did you ever do scale trick? Did you ever ever hear of it? Do you know what it is? Yeah, you never played it. It's pretty. It was pretty good, wasn't it? I had one that uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a little look to see if I can find. Right. It. Have we had this discussion about race and chase? N- no. Race and chase was this Scalectric set. That oh, it was a police car. Yeah. and a cop car. Yeah, a police car and a cop car. Police car and like <laughs> bad guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but what it had in the middle was a yellow topple bridge that if you went over it slowly it toppled yeah. but if you hit it at the right speed you oh. shot off and landed on the track and the cars had like headlights which was the first time I'd ever oh seen anything oh my god like yeah um, race and chase ad- all scale electric brilliant it is on here please be the advert oh it is as well oh, honestly. can we play it alright oh. alright folks this Chris Do three point turns on the What? Cars that is brilliant. No. So that's pretty impressive, mate. That was really good. I didn't even know that you could. So we just watched Sky Electric, where they were turning around on the track. If you'd have said that was a thing, you a I'd have called you a bloody your, liar. Your hand thing, you just hit it. And it'd do a three point, like do literally do a three point. That's turn. Um, unreal, unbelievable. It, that, that was like that come out around the same time as there was like TCR, which was like the big like new sort of thing in right. scale electrics. Right, right. I, I'm talking like I'm an expert. I'm really not yeah, yeah. like like anyone else. I got really excited about scale electrics, yeah. but then after 
about the 30th time of picking yeah. the car up and putting it back on the track because yeah. it came off on a corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like I got yeah. bored of it. Um, Le Mans, we had the Le Mans one. Nice. Well, Jay had the Le Mans one, and that was something else. The cars looked proper slick. And I had one, and uh, you could, and, and, and the, the start, the check, the, the start, you could uh, rev up your engine and smoke would come off the track. Fucking blow, blow your mind, mate, that would, I tell you. Absolutely mind-boggling, that was. Yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah, lots of family things. We're literally talking about top five 80s things right yeah, now. Yeah, 80s um, people. We're getting drawn into it. 80s people. So, um, so yeah, Famalam would be, well, it's our, it's our joint number five, mate. Yeah, so what's yeah. your four? Um, I'm going to go with oh, another thing from the 80s. I mean, that's a good, good start. Um, would be... Um, like Corey Feldman, and or like because I think as a kid, he was in Stand by Me, Goonies, Lost Boys, which I didn't see until the nineties. In fairness, but I think I was quite I had quite an, an American Americanized upbringing at the end towards the end of the eighties. Like a lot of the Everyone stuff, did. I, yeah, a lot of the stuff I was watching. My favourite stuff was eighties based. There wasn't many, like for. for Young kids like British films that mm. were like blowing you away. I'm probably got people screaming at their listening device now, going, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Of course there was, but the biggest films were all yeah uh, all American films. Yeah, totally. Uh, and it, there was lots of American sort of teen style films, mm. like the ones you just mentioned there, yeah. Teen Wolf and Back to the Future, yeah. and all of those films yeah. were like amazing. And yeah. Feldman was in all the best ones. Yeah, yeah. I think he was just such a cool lad. Mm. Um. You know, like route, 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 what was he? The mouth in uh in in Goonies, yeah. And uh, he, he, again, his role in in Stand by Me was just so bloody cool. And I think that you sort of like I used to look up to, like you know, you just like amazed by that lifestyle and being yeah. in cinema. Can you imagine of being being a kid in the cinema do, doing those things? And uh, yeah, so you know, a, as a kid looking at other kids. Obviously, we've talked about TV in the 80s and that for kids and, and, and the sort of things like Why Don't You and stuff like that for, for, for our sort of thing or even Grange Hill and the characters and actors in that. But Corey Feldman was probably at the top of that stack with people like uh, um, River Phoenix and stuff like that, Corey wasn't Hame. he? Yeah, and Corey Haim, obviously. Mm. Um but then obviously then and 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 Drew Barrymore and stuff like that in ET, and then you find out about how badly these kids were getting fucking abused, yeah, man. And it's like dark shit going on there. The person that you were, the person that you were idolising and worshipping, would have done. I pretty much would have thought they would have done anything to have had my my childhood. Mm. Like I think that it all amongst all that star and glitter, which must have been amazing. I think like. I, I felt like the luckiest kid on earth in the 80s to, because of family. And I think that, God, he probably sat there and, you know, all the f- allegations that have come out against, like, Haim and Feldman and stuff like that. Serious, serious, tragic stuff. One thing from the 80s that can stay in the 80s, you know, is that sort of like... Right. Still, it still happens now, but I think that we, we're getting better at being on top of it, you know. Mm. Even like not not just with the cops, but privately, and then you see all these vigilante people calling yeah. out and catching paedophiles now, and uh, absolutely, and that that must be a bloody tough job. Good shout, mate. Okay, where are you going for your number four, matey? Jimmy Savile. 
No. <laughs> Do you know what? Molly said that this morning. First thing Molly said to me this morning was, you're going to say Jimmy Savile, aren't you? I was like, no. That's how I ended the last uh, top five <laughs> oh, we did. did yeah. <laughs> um, who have I gone for? Let's have a look. Um, Daley Thompson. Oh, that's a great shout. Um, I... He looked like one of your dad's mates. Like mm. he just had a proper dad moustache. Yeah. Uh and was like the gold med Olympic decathlon champion. Yeah. There is no better event to be the best in the world at than decathlon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know? you're like You're, you're the you're best at everything. All. You're doing yeah. it all. Like in a few days. Yeah. Like it's incredible. And he could proper bomb an hundred metres as well. I don't know how fast he, he, he was running, but uh if I remember correctly. Oh, guess what? <laughs> like but uh, yeah, and seeing him like do the the um, was it the high jump or the pole vault? high jump, and then throw the the, the backflip once he landed on the crash mat, yeah. and he just he was a cheeky chappy, yeah. Daly Thompson, and off the back of that, become Daly Thompson's decathlon, mm. the computer game. Oh, sick! You know, one yeah. of the first. Yeah, yeah. Pre hyper sports. Yeah, man. No. Oh, there's probably Track computer nerds going shut up as if that was pre hyper sports. <laughs> but uh but yeah, Daily Thompson. Cool name as well, isn't it? I've never heard of Daily being a name before. Yeah. Daily Thompson sounds like maybe like have you had your Daily Thompson yet? Oh, I've got to have my Daily Thompson. I think Mrs. Thompson uh used to uh <laughs> used to say that. Yeah, he was he was he was a good uh, sports personality. He'd be on things like Superstars, which you won't remember. No, which I Superstars didn't. was like um, this kind of thing uh, where they'd get like sort of classic sports people on from all sorts of backgrounds to compete in these events, and you'd always have like Brian Jacks, the judo uh, right. champion. And, and, and yeah, and Daley Thompson. It was just, oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure if I watched it now, it would be so bad. I watched a program last week on Channel 4. I said for it, I would have thought by the nature of the title of it, it would have been Channel 5. It was like top 100 most outrageous moments of the 80s and the next night it was the 90s. And so we was literally watched both. Mm. And it was good because yeah. the, the, the reference points are so strong. That like, but then there was lots of TV shows that you just think, oh my god, I don't remember that. Like, how did that ever happen? Albia Market, ITV's, what the fuck uh, was that then? It, the, ITV done their own take on the success of EastEnders. Uh, they based it around a market. market. Yeah, short lived. Right. Yeah. El Dorado, you know. El Dorado. They all ended. They died all in a bus, didn't they? They all went off the edge of a cliff or something in a bus. They were like, this is dad now. Let's just have them all die. Yeah. Let's drive them all off the well, edge. Well, the they, they showed one in the 80s, which was called uh, The Colbys, which was a spin-off of Dynasty. Right. Um, and obviously, at the, the peak of like Dallas Dynasty and Falcon Crest and all of them things, it was like, right, let's let's really push The Colbys, which was like Joan Collins' right. family in, in Dynasty. And they they showed the last ever episode. I mean, I didn't watch it. Like, yeah. but they just didn't know how to wrap it up. Yeah. So they finished it. Like, bear in mind, it's like Dallas. They finished it uh, with uh, an alien. Uh, Fuck a, off. A, a spaceship just comes in and abducts Fallon. I did not think that you was going to say yeah. that, mate. Like, literally, both me and Carl was like, why did we not watch that when we was younger? Like, looks amazing. Oh yeah, just God. a complete, like, Days of Our Lives style 
80s let's mega soap. Like, and then let's just wrap it all up with aliens coming down. Alien abduction. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Daley Thompson, number four. Glasson, three. Oh. Um, um, I'm going to say, for me, uh, Sigourney Weaver. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I think, um, because she's, as far as I'm concerned, the best. She, she's been the best action hero of all the time, and she was a great actress. And she's, of all time, or all the time? Uh, all the time. She's all a great time, action right. hero now. Um, obviously, she plays Ripley, which um, Aliens was released, uh, I think it was 1980. So it was the start, start of it. It's obviously not when I was a kid I realised this, but mm. I had obviously done some research. Um, struggling to, you know, do I put Nelson Mandela in there or, you know, who's done loads of amazing things um, yeah. or Scorny Weaver or one of the other choices. But yeah, she she's just my favourite actress. And of an era, if we do uh, top five 80s things, uh, you'll come to see uh, why. But she was, an, uh, she was a wicked actress. She was in Ghostbusters as well. Um, alongside people like Linda Hamilton, who are these amazing, like, strong female heroines that we had in the 80s as well that we seem to forget about now. Like, I don't know what happened to Linda Hamilton. She's coming back. Like So she, so literally, I went to the cinema, uh, we went to watch Hustlers the other night, mm. right? Uh, which, was, which was decent. Uh, J-Lo's pretty cool in it, pretty sexy. And um, But then they had, a, they had a trailer for Dark Fate, Terminator Dark Fate. And I'm really worried. I I'm so worried about any of those franchises now just because they just can't seem to, I, I don't feel like I can't get them right. And uh, and then it had Lim Hamilton's in this one, and it's a it's a it's a follow on from Terminator Two, right? So um, and Lim Hamilton's brilliant, and she's doing this sort of like you know when they do like a talking head about mm. a movie, and it's her saying, "No, oh, you should go and watch that." And I'm like, "Well, I've got to go and watch it now, Linda, because you're saying it, and you're a fucking absolute total legend." Yeah. So um, yeah, so I'm gonna go and watch it, but I think I'm gonna my heart's gonna get broken a little bit as usual. But yeah, Sigourney, uh, Sigourney Weaver and Linda Hamilton were total badasses in the eighties, and um, in terms of yeah, acting, Sigourney Weaver was like one of like one like most 
prettiest woman in the world around in the 80s as well. Everyone wanted to win that title. That was an amazing award to get. Exactly. Um, um, do I, they still do that? At the, I uh, entered. Yeah, oh, did get, you? Yeah, no, I didn't get anywhere. Though. I, was, um, I, I hadn't gone through puberty by that point. Yeah. So I didn't know. You definitely wouldn't have won. Uh, no. What was it? The world's most prettiest woman. Yeah, I don't know. It was world's most attractive woman. But I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. I don't know if you mm. can... Who votes for if that? you can do that, I fucking don't know. Probably some creepy dudes, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was part of the... the less good thing about the 80s was general creepiness, but... Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, when she was quite creepy in uh, Ghostbusters, I think she oh probably looked God. at her most hottest. So oh, Weaver. my God, when she gets possessed yeah. by Zool. Zool, Zool. Zool. She yeah. becomes... Is she the gatekeeper? No, Rick Moranis is the gatekeeper. No, he's the key master. Is he the key master? She's, she's, the, gatekeeper. she's the gatekeeper. Yeah. It's very sexy. Yeah. I remember watching that as a kid going, I don't know quite what's going on here, yeah. but I feel, something feels good about, about watching her, you know, sort oh, of her. rollicking right. around. Oh, okay. Not Rick. Oh, right. Sometimes Rick. Yeah. The, 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 the dog that gets Rick. What happened to uh, him as well? He's just disappeared, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he just had a family. Yeah. I think he was just like, oh, I've made a lot of money now. And honey, I've, I shrunk my career. Yeah, honey, I shrunk <laughs> it down. To non-existence. Yeah, I think mean, he just had a family. He was like, ah, cinema's all right, but, all right. you know. Probably didn't want his kids being around the sort of producers in the 80s. Figures. Um, yeah, so Sigourney Weaver, uh, as predominantly as uh, in terms of actors and actresses, if I'm going to name someone from the 80s, it's a tightly, it's a, it's a rammed slot in terms of actors and actresses from the 80s, but yeah. uh, she, she pips it for me. So, yes, yeah, Sigourney Weaver. Total badass. You, mate? Vince Clark. Vince Clark. Okay, of course. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince Clark. I just think um, 80s people. Yeah. So in the 80s, uh, for those that don't know, if you don't know uh, listeners, go and have a listen. Uh, Vince Clark was the one of the founding members of Depeche Mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lives where Lassen lives. Not now. Uh, and... He then, after the first Depeche Mode album, decided he wanted to do something else. Uh, but he'd already penned, just can't get enough. Uh, and then um, formed Yazoo with Alison Moyet and wrote the beautiful Only You and Situation, Don't Go, Nobody's Diary. Uh, and then done that, then released a single with Fergal Sharkey as The Assembly called Never Never, which is a great record. Done something with a guy called Paul Quinn as well. And then... Met Andy Bell and uh, formed Erasure. Uh, so from probably what was just can't get enough new life, maybe eighty one, and then by nineteen eighty nine he's headlining Milton Keynes Bowl with Erasure. It's the impressive decade of uh, contribution to, to to what was as well. Like eighties for music is just is pretty um, yeah pretty impressive, isn't yeah. it? Really, you know, not many people have got one good synth pop band in them, let mm. alone three. Yeah. And uh, the fact that to this day, if you just can't get enough, it's impossible not to sing along. Mm. It's impossible yeah. not to move your head. If you ever hear Only You yeah. by Yazoo, does everybody think of Tim and Dawn in the office, <laughs> like that last kiss? Yeah. Or if people wear a little respect by Erasure, yeah. everybody's just like, how fucking amazing is this mm-hmm. record? It's perfect pop music. Yeah. Perfect pop music. And to just be able to do all of that, and be really quiet, reserved, never really talk, you know, clever with his front men, mm. Dave Garn, you know, Alison Moyer, Andy Bell, the most flamboyant of them all. 
and then you've just got this quiet guy who stands behind a synthesizer and just makes bleeps and tweaks. Yeah. But writes these incredible records. And uh, so, yeah, number three. Good shout, mate. Vince Clark. So then I'd have to follow that up straight away with um, Vanilla Ice, I guess, if we're going to go from one sure. uh, musical virtuoso to another. Absolutely. I generally actually, obviously he's not it. I generally actually considered him because in terms of, it must have been about 89 when Ice Ice Baby came out. I I, I, I don't know. That is that is guesswork. No, I think it's, it's got uh, it, might, it might be 88. But uh, uh, yeah. So I, 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 but all I'm saying is that that for me, it was 89, fuck me. Originally released on Vanilla Ice's 1989 debut album Hooked and later on a national one, yeah. So, um, but I remember that that and a few other rap songs that obviously I don't yeah. obviously listen to now, yeah. but that did open a gateway into everything else that I, that I thought. And do you know what? I, ne- I thought I was, I was going to try picking Cool Herc for this, but obviously hip-hop and him, him doing all that was in, his, was in the 70s, mm. which just goes to show how far back that goes. Um, do you know what? Right. If Vanilla Ice hadn't become a pop star mm. and no one had ever really seen him, mm-hmm. that record would be getting played and respected alongside It Takes Two mm. and It's Tricky mm. and all of those iconic hip-hop tracks, it'd be getting played alongside Can I Kick It, you know, mm. yeah. uh, Dayla. And th- because it's it's a fucking great yeah. record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's become comedy. It got besmirched, didn't it? Like, because he become a pop star. Yeah. yeah. And maybe, was he one of the first hip-hop acts to... I, I guess it's him and Hammer really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and they're both kind of laughed at. Yeah, like and Hammer now it seems to be clawing back credibility. Well, I always thought he test- was fucking dreadful, like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the Rick James sample's solid, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and but again, obviously it's the Queen baseline. But I, I do think that Ice Ice Baby's a fucking great record. But mm-hmm. you've just heard it a bazillion times and. And yeah, you know, he starts dating Madonna and, yeah. you know, and he's, he looked a bit of a twat, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He probably looked quite cool back then. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't remember thinking he looked a twat then, but I mean, I was fucking nine. What have I yeah. got? What am I going to say about anything? Yeah. Nine, nothing. I'm, like, everything's new. Everything's yeah. cool. But you, you've mentioned Madonna. I, I'll throw her in there. I'll throw her in there. as like 80s people. She was quite a, a prevalent um, musician. She was definitely the most important female musician in my 80s mm. like no one come close to the impact that Madonna's no. music had on me it was brilliant like, it was risque it's... it was good it wasn't like you know uh, just thinking of someone who was like you know she, she, she would do slightly risque things and that would be her, her shtick mm. it isn't like all, all, all these all, all her artistic output was pretty fucking on point there's so many had the right people rap banded, didn't she yes it's not this isn't a one man race that one, one woman when you got Jelly Bean through to Stuart Price through to God knows who else producing your albums you know she she knew what was cool and she knew how to be cool mm. Uh, you know, when you're growing up hanging out with Basquiat and stuff like that, you fucking street smart, and that yeah. don't disappear, does it? You no. know, uh, yeah, just watch them videos to like Papa Don't Preach and get into the groove. I mean, yeah. get into the groove, yeah, an amazing yeah, yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. Like that, just that line, only when I'm dancing do I feel this free. Like, 
fucking perfect. Like that, that is the 80s for me. That line there and that video, I can picture myself at a house party uh, with my mate Scott Kellers in Canvey Island and the girls were all dancing in the front room and I was probably hmm. about 12 and just thinking, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. Uh, there's girls dancing to Madonna in this house. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know Exciting. any of them. It was, it was great. Yeah. Number two, Christopher Glasson. Um, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Um, people from the 80s. Do I go computer nerdy? Do I throw in a Bill Gates in there? I mean, you, you could say he's pretty, he's pretty important given what everything else that fell out of that. I know definitely who my number one is. I've had to ban one musician, which is Jacko. Right, okay. You could throw Prince in his place, but for me, it would have been Jacko, but I kind of, I just, I still haven't made my mind up on how I feel about well, all that. You're not talking about him, you're talking about, oh no, you are talking about him, aren't you? Not the music, I guess. Yeah. That's a that's a weird thing. Yeah. I'm, you know, my 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 eighties again, like yours, like aside from Madonna. It, of course, it was Michael Jackson. Yeah. You can't make Michael Jackson disappear. Nah. Like for whatever he's fucking done or yeah. not done. Yeah. Michael Jackson's music's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, whether anyone will ever be able to disassociate the music from the man, mm. it's a thing that will always be. I don't know. I think. It's really weird, you know. I've had to do that with the, with Morrissey. Yeah, Morrissey's not done, you know, the level of stuff no. that's been thrown at Jacko. Um, Jacko. Yeah. But then, you know, I'm certainly not going to start fucking listening to the Lost Prophets. No. And you know, I don't ever dig into me uh, Gary Glitter record collection. Like, yeah. it's like, it's dark, isn't it? It is. It's a, it's a really weird one, that. And I think you've, 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 I think you've summarised it really well there. Like, it's, it, you know, it, you can't get away from it being good music. It's difficult to, it's hard to pin it all on Michael Jackson in terms of why it sounds so yeah. good. Because he had such, so much, so many good people helping produce that. Um, so, it is, a, it's, it is a tricky one, that. It is a tricky one. Go well, on. Go for Sonia Jackson. So, oh, Jesus. Why did I not think of that? She's a great trumpet player. Yeah. Powerful played, woman from the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Carol Rust- Jackson. Carol Jackson. Trevor Jackson. <laughs> Robbie Jackson. <laughs> Who's your Jackson. Favorite, who was your favourite Jackson? Um, It was probably Tito or Sonia. Yeah. Yours? I'm, it's, I'm struggling, really. Robbie? Because he had uh, Wellard, didn't he? Yeah. And um, I quite like Wellard as a dog. Knew it was a boy, unlike your dog. Not yep. too sure. Yeah. I mean, he's got a little lipstick. He's a proper proper boy. Okay. All right. Well, I'll have to check it later. Um. So my number two instead is going to be um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> like you could easily say sliced alone or anyone like that. And by the way, I haven't gone super serious on people who have, have changed the face of the earth in this. As I said, like you know, it'd be Chris, very pretentious for me. To no, say nobody that listens to this podcast wants to hear uh, our uh, our thoughts on uh, pivotal politicians yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Margaret uh, Thatcher. Uh, uh, <laughs> no one wants to hear anyone talk about her. Uh, yeah. So Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Like, I, like just Ironically, then becomes a fucking yeah, governor of the state of California. Yeah, 
And from all intents and purposes, how bad a job did he do? Other than then like them doing the smear campaign because of adultery. Yeah. By the way, not cool folks. Mm. But again, like de- de- detaching that from that, I don't think Arnie's an idiot. I think Arnie's fortunate in most interviews. I I think when you're younger, you see the big bronze and you hear people taking the piss out of his accent, and it's a bit like Stallone. You're like, these guys are. Are, are, are morons they're fucking far from it like Schwarzenegger how he body built was a fucking science when you look into it what he was doing mm. how he was approaching that and same with Stallone how he wrote they... Rocky exactly like so both both of them like that like Schwarzenegger was the the, the, the first and last I, I said Sigourney Sigourney Weaver and the only reason why Schwarzenegger would probably pip her in in those in those senses, and, and I always link eighties back to sort of action and 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 that sort of thing, because that's really what I was into as a, as a youngster. He was just in more things. Yeah, he was in more of the more of the titles, I guess. Mm. Um, you know, he was just large larger than life. Yeah, you know, Schwarzenegger. So um, yeah, why the fuck not? He was he was very he was a very memorable person from the eighties. Big. Powerful, coming that era of like very violent movies. Mega iconic. Yeah, he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be quite a, quite an interesting dude to hang out with. I bet that guy's got some stories. Hasn't yeah, it? I bet he's got some uh, some cracking stories. Yours. How about you, mate? What's your number two? Chevy Chase. Oh yeah, I thought, I figured he might show his face. Um, from a, 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 a few reasons. Um, a, I thought he was one of the funniest people uh, people of, of the eighties. Uh, uh, the, the funniest being my number one. Um, but um, yeah, I think just for the first vacation film alone is incredible. Then mm. you've got a load more vacation films that are hilarious. You've then got the Three Amigos. Which is really amazing. Yeah. Fletch, Spies Like Us. There's so many films that, even if they weren't great, his daft face mm-hmm. is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the Call Me Owl video. Yeah. Brilliant. Like, A, tune. Yeah, absolutely tune. Uh, and B, all you've got to do is sit there and look at his daft face and it's pure fucking joy. It really is. When we did Birthday Girls podcast, um, I was gonna. It, it all went splendidly, but I'd I had quite I'd prepped quite a lot of backup things to throw in there that mm. we didn't need, and, uh, and like like party music. And I, I was gonna say, what would you open with to mm. start a party? And Call Me Out was definitely uh, a contender for me. Yeah, e- easy way to start a party, that isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, it's a good shout, mate. Chevy Chase. So, what are you going for the top spot with? Uh, Steven Spielberg. Oh, mate, great show. Yeah, so, like, um, well, he just made so many good things, didn't That's he? That's a really good show. Yeah, yeah, so, like, sometimes they say credit is, directors get too much credit um, because if, 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 if everyone else on a film set is doing what they're supposed to be doing, people say arguably the film makes itself, yeah. but... I, I don't know. You you can't be as produce so many consistently great things in the eighties. Yeah. Um, yeah, at such a good quality. You know, you got you got like um, some of the Star Wars franchise there. Some of the Indiana, well, most of the Indiana Jones mm-hmm. franchise there. I think it was ET in the eighties yeah, as well. Close yeah. Encounters. I'm not. Jaws was seventies, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ, he he dictated, and, and and I guess the reason why as well, a lot of mine is like family or sort of like or or or, or TV, superstar base from the eighties is because your memories at that so, at that point, everything's a bit simpler for you, and people seem larger than life. And I guess yeah. when I was that young, they were the sort of things that were standing through for me. I've really tried to, yeah, yeah, keep it true to that. You know, even at the end of the eighties is when I saw. I never forget seeing Sigourney Weaver in eighty nine, and 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 that that terrified me because that's when I that's the first year I saw Aliens, and um, yeah, so that's what I've tried to stick it to. But Spielberg, I mean, he was just making absolute cinema magic, right. which completely eighties films go on, that he's go done. For it, go for it. Uh, so George was seventy five, E.T. in eighty two. Yeah. Uh, we won't go to Jurassic Park. That was nineties. Yeah. So eighties. What else? Back to the Future. Wow. Uh, Goonies. Of course. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Poltergeist. They're uh, here. Gremlins. Oh, my God, Gremlins. Uh, what else? I mean, the ones I'm skipping ain't even in the 80s is ridiculous. Uh, Colour Purple. Yeah. Uh, Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah. Hook. Uh, Was that 80s? Was that 89 or something? Oh, quite sorry, late 90s. 80s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Last Crusade. Uh, I didn't realise that was in the 80s either. Uh, 89. Really? Who Framed Robert, uh, Roger, Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. Fucking hell. He That's went for it. insane. You know, so for, as a kid, I think movie, TV and all that captures your imagination. And I think the pig- pinnacle of it is the high production Hollywood films and 80s Hollywood movies really were something to behold. And I think it was... It was at a point where they'd they were really on top of their sort of mastery of physical effects. Mm. Then before you started the early nineties, where he was the one who pioneered special effects, mm. CGI ones. But then you had like that whole sort of like period of special them trying to make CGI work and mm. it not quite working and a lot of things. And uh, so yeah, eighties was an amazing time for for cinema. I thought absolutely, yeah, man. So who's yours? Uh- I've I've got two yeah, go because on. they're side by side. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm going to go for uh, Rick Malnade Emerson. Oh wow! Great shout, man. Um, because good shout. Because really I good. just think possibly the funniest two people from the eighties, uh, yeah. and obviously into the nineties. Yeah. But the the importance of the young ones. Young ones, yeah. Was just uh, I interviewed someone for off the beaten track uh, two days ago, and his band was the band on the first ever episode of The Young no, Ones. Oh, really? And, and I was asking about how that was, yeah. and he said it was like the most – and he'd gig with a jam and the dad, and he said it was the most punk rock thing I'd ever experienced. Mm. He said, like, we started playing, has Aid Edmondson come through the wall? <laughs> like, you know, and I was like, oh, fucking amazing. But um, – <laughs> Yeah, just things like that. I'd never seen anything like that. Wow. You yeah. know, just the slapstick element and just how politically smart yeah. it was. Yeah, it, was. Uh, it worked on so many levels and it was anarchic as fuck. And it was just just amazing. And Rick Mail, watching him as Rick and then watching him as Kevin Turvey mm. and then watching them two as like the Dangerous Brothers – and then the stuff they've done when the comic strip presents, yeah. like yeah. Bad News, A Fistful of Travellers Checks, like all of it's just fucking brilliant. Yeah. And, you know, then, uh, 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 oh God, uh, Rick Mal film. Um, um, Drop Dead Fred. Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just 
brilliant. That's really good. And like, and that's without touching on on bottom and new statesman and 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 you know, the other stuff that those they done. And yeah, just them two people for me, just the funniest. Like you know, Rick Mail. I watched a documentary on him last week, uh, and it, it was just tragic because he was just punk as fuck to the end. Yeah, and like, and yeah, amazing. Yeah, them two. Very that's good shout, mate. One. Very, very, very good shout. Any honourable mentions, Glasson? Well, com- comedian, I need to throw Eddie Murphy in there. Oh, good shout. I mean, obviously... He was st- uh, dominating in the 80s, wasn't he? Yeah. Really? I mean, as much as delirious... I, you know, I remember hearing a, 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 like a audio cassette used to get passed around. Yeah. And I'd have it on my Walkman or on my dad's hi-fi with the headphones on listening to Delirious yeah. and thinking it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. I've since gone back and watched it and it's... Quiet. It's a bit of naughty it, in place. Very much of its time. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. And 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 same with Raw, but mm. Axel Foley, man. You got bloody that. You got Beverly Hills Cop, Golden Child, uh, uh, another football forty-eight hours. Yeah, I, I, he was. I, I loved watching him act yeah. as well as be a comic. He was, and I, I've been wanting an American comedian, like American comedians. I do like a lot of American yeah. comedians, but. Uh, no one's really replaced Eddie Murphy for a long time until actually I've started getting into Key and Peele like even more so last year this year they make me cry with laughter yeah. and um, and no one's done it like that since uh, since since Eddie Murphy for me yeah you know, great he, he dominated it yeah. yeah yeah. so that was my other special honourable mention mate well before we finish all I say is uh, go on to YouTube and, uh, and put in a party all the time Eddie Murphy and just we touched on Rick James at the beginning of this when we were talking about MC Hammer. You've never seen a video as good as the five-minute video you watch if you check Eddie Murphy party all the time. We're back next week. In the meantime, head over to Patreon, right? Yeah, man. Come and join us on Patreon. Yeah. It's growing and growing extra, and growing. Extra episodes each week. Um, we offer pictures of ourselves in the bath. Um, and there's certain levels you'll give them a little, you'll give them a little daily Thompson, won't you? Come and get your daily Thompson. Oh yeah. Sorry, I've butted in yet again. I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible. Now, Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and Acast, and it's a one-stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about, but definitely about a load of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about. I mean, in the first edition, there's interviews with Adam Buxton, interviews with Craig Parkinson, um, there's features on Jade Adams, and there's just an abundance of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there. Also, Spotify have given us these amazing little codes, so if you do get a print copy, you can just turn on your Spotify on your phone, scan the little code, and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy, then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com and read it online, because the digital version is all over there, and it's all free. So every other month, there'll be a new edition out. So go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well. Podbiblemag.com It's a drunken soiree in the within.
Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.